This is Rob Long with Martini Shot for The Ankler. It's considered rude, they say, to check your phone when you're with someone. You're supposed to put it away or on mute or just pretend it isn't there. Or the lame half measure that I do, which is to put the phone on the table but face down as if to say, let me show you how important this conversation is to me. You see this phone? I just turned it face down. But you can feel it vibrating through the table, of course, and so can they. So they'll probably think it's their phone. We spend an awful lot of time, I think, hearing a phone noise or feeling a phone buzz and saying the words, was that you or me? And so if we're really being honest, despite understanding the reasons why checking your phone is rude, we desperately want the other person to check their phone because that means that we can check our phone too. And if they do it first, then it isn't rude when we do it. We're just doing it because, well, if you're going to check your phone, I'm going to check mine, which is just an extension of if you're going to the bathroom, I'm going to check my phone. Or if I'm going to the bathroom, I'm going to bring my phone. And if you come back from the bathroom and I'm still checking my phone, you can check your phone. You see, see how this works? We want to check our phones. That may be rude or a sign of the decline of the human social contract or a metaphor for something terrible, whatever, but we want to check our phones, so we look for a little break, a little cue to do just that, just for a moment. Now, that, to me, that's what the holidays are in the larger sense to people in the entertainment business. The day before Thanksgiving is generally considered a holiday, but if possible, most people will consider the Tuesday before it also kind of you know, optional work-wise if they can, meaning if someone else in their immediate orbit, usually somebody just a little bit more important, does too, which is sort of like the vacation day version of checking your phone first. I mean, if she's not going to be here on Tuesday, maybe we should all just take Tuesday as a travel day or whatever and designate Monday as the last day of work before Thanksgiving. Although, what are we really going to do on Monday? I mean, it seems silly to come all the way in just for one day. So why don't we say Monday Monday is optional, which means I'm going to leave early on the Friday before because, you know, the holidays and everything. And also, she's not going to be here on that following Wednesday, so it doesn't make any sense to come in that week at all. And that's how we end up with people checking their phones all the time and the entire entertainment business shutting down, going into sleep mode about a week before it really has to, or sometimes two weeks before it really has to. This year, Christmas is on a Sunday, which is really bad planning, phone check break analogy-wise, because the truth is, the 23rd is a Friday, and that's a very useful work day, but no one's going to work on the 23rd, right? So let's all say that the 21st is the last day you can expect someone to make a decision or return a phone call or do something important that you're waiting for them to do. Unless, you know, there's an imperceptible movement in town to just face facts and call the whole week a loss, which means that from Monday the 19th on, the town is really going to shut down, which means, you know, why not leave early that Friday before on the 16th? Because really the town shuts down on the 23rd, so why bother coming in on the 21st? See how that works? So go ahead, check your phone. I want to check mine too. This town shuts down for the holidays, someone told me years ago, around the end of October, which isn't really the holidays unless you've got a thing for Columbus Day. But the point was, if you have a script that's due or a project to pitch or a decision you need to get made by somebody above you on the ladder, you better get it all done early because the town shuts down. But it starts right back up again in January, rested and renewed and somehow even more aggressive and keyed up than before, as if the month-long shutdown didn't take, didn't soothe anything or relax any place or mellow anyone out. The town rises up in January like one of those slasher movies where you think the axe murderer is dead and the young couple is panting with exhaustion and relief right there over the you-think-dead body of the violent madman who only seconds ago was chasing them both with an axe. And of course... 
in the back of the frame. As the couple starts to, you know, make out a little bit, the killer rises, axe blade glinting, ready to finish the job of death, dismemberment, and delivering notes on a pilot script or something. The town shuts down in June, someone told me years ago, around the end of April. The point there was, I think, don't bother pitching your project or turning in your script or expecting a decision on something until July or August at the earliest. Of course, if you wait until August, it'll be too late. So somewhere between the town shutting down and it's being too late, I guess, is this hot running zone of peak efficiency that lasts until the town, you know, shuts down again for the holidays and goes dormant and then starts up again in January. At which point in January, you're really late. Because if, say, you got a pilot order, a green light or that yes you were waiting for, the first thing they will tell you is that, hey, you're late with casting and we don't have any production office space and none of the A-list directors are available because they were booked before the town shut down because those projects and scripts and decisions came in before the holidays, which isn't hard to do if you pitch it in early July in that perfect window sometime, the wormhole, essentially, when the whole town is humming with juice and rapid decision making right before it shuts down. I was working on a show years ago, and one of the episodes turned out, you know, wasn't one of our best. So we were faced with a decision. When should we air this? Do it in December, an executive told us. Sometime Christmas week. Low hut levels, he said. Hut, by the way, is a heartbreakingly anachronistic anagram for households using television. Back when we said that households were using television instead of just streaming content. Let's bury it in December, he said. We got to put something on then. May as well be this episode. So I guess everything shuts down during the holidays, not just the television business, but the television viewing business too. And that's the price we pay for the rest of the year, feeling late and rushed and behind and out of step. And that's a small price to pay, I think, for a general industry-wide shutdown. Because it's hard to remember when the beast rises up again to chase us around with an axe, that this is actually the way the system works best. This is hard to believe, I know, efficient. The whole business works better when it's running a little late. Being chased around by a psychopath, which in some cases, at some places, with some executives, is not really a metaphor. Well, that's our preferred method of getting things done around here. Someone asked me this week if I was reading. That's how we put it. Are you reading? And at first I thought it was like when people ask if a child has learned to read, is she reading yet? to which every single parent I've ever known has answered, even if the child in question was barely walking yet? Oh, yeah, she's reading. I mean, you could probably walk around the newborn ward in any hospital and ask new parents still in their OR scrubs if their child is reading yet and hear, not quite reading, but she does recognize words on the page. And, you know, they're telling us that she's gifted. We didn't ask. That's just what the experts are saying. Now, the person who asked me if I was reading yet knew I hope that I know how to read, but was asking rather if I was reading scripts yet. I know the whole town is shutting down for the holidays and no one is reading, he said, but I was wondering if you may still be reading. Reading what? I asked. Scripts. Scripts for development. Projects you might want to take under your wing. I never know quite how to answer this kind of question because it means unpacking all the layers of misunderstandings. In the first place, I don't really do that. I'm not an operation. I don't have a production company. I'd like one. If you know anybody who has some extra to pass around, send them my way. But I'm pretty much a one-guy situation here. And in the second place, 
When I do read scripts that agents and managers send me to think about, I do it all year round. Unlike, as the person asking me if I was reading has clearly noticed, the entertainment business as a whole, which is always looking as a collective mob, as a big blobby organism, for reasons to push things down the road a little bit, to delay any action, to operate only in an atmosphere of frenzied chaos. And that is why people in show business love the holidays, because it's a perfect opportunity to say, nobody's reading. I mean, it's crazy. It's the holidays. Which, as we know, people start saying about a week before Thanksgiving. So it's not like people in the entertainment business are lazy. They're not even really procrastinators in the classic sense. What they are, well, let me rephrase that to be more honest. What we are is afraid. Afraid of our own decision-making process, afraid we'll choose the wrong project, like the wrong script, produce the wrong show, close a deal on bad terms. So we do what people do when they're not totally confident, when they are, in fact, a little afraid. We wait. We wait until it's almost too late. The very last minute to make any concrete moves. That's why deals tend to close on Friday night around 7 or 8 p.m. That's why pilots get ordered and cast and produced in 8 or 10 chaotic weeks. That's why no one is reading during the broadly defined holidays. We're not not reading. We're just waiting. Waiting until the room fills with smoke and the alarms are sounding before taking any action because then we can say, if we blow it and make a mistake, hey, hey, it's not my fault. We only had a day or so to get it done. No wonder it's a disaster. Don't blame me. And then there's the tendency of some in this business to want to be the ones to step in and save the day. What's that line from one of those 16,000 Batman movies? Some men just want to see the world burn. In show business, it's more like some men just want to see the world almost burn. So they can step in at the last minute and start putting out the fire and saving the world. That's the way you make sure you get credit for any success and are insulated from any blame, you wait until it's almost too late. It would be nice, of course, to change all of that. Maybe we can all agree to try. Not now, of course, it's the holidays and it's crazy, but maybe right after the holiday. Well, not right after, because then it's crazy with all the catching up, but maybe sometime later next year, before Halloween and the holidays get crazy again. But not summer, because literally no one's in town during the summer. And that's it for this week. Next week, we will take over and fix things. For The Ankler, this is Rob Long with Martini Shot.